Welcome to the Fearless Five, a podcast about living a fearless life. I'm your host, Heather Larson. I'm here to cheerlead you on into a lifetime of fearlessness. Fearless Five will give you a daily audio blast of many coaching sessions. Well, here we go. Episode 17. So yesterday's podcast number 16 had us talking about legit and not so legit fears, spiders, cross stitch, etc. Actually, it's kind of funny. Last night I came home and there was a huge brown recluse sitting in the crack of my my front door, like right in the door jam. Like if I had opened the door, there's only one place that mofo would have gone and it would be in my house. Fear <laughs> took over and made me grab the top off my water bottle, dump some water on that thing and watch it skitter underneath, you know, the wall. And, and it's like fear, right? Because I know what that thing's going to do. Dude, I've, I've seen your brown recluse bites, folks. I haven't had one, but I don't want one. <laughs> I do not want that thing in my house. Have you seen a brown recluse spider bite? Oh my god, the thing will ooze green for days. Just just l- look it up online. It's got a violin-shaped body, so you know what it looks like. Um, it's different than other spiders, but yeah, make sure you don't come in contact with those things. A little public service announcement, but legit fear. Like, you know, fight or flight kicked in, I'm telling you. Like, I was not letting that thing in my house near me. I'm a cat. And it was actually a pretty big one, too. Summer, end of summer in the Midwest, the, the bugs are just so big. Mm, can't wait till they die. But anyway, probably the first thing we are all afraid of in life, or at least at some point in life, would be public speaking. Not for me. Nope, nope, nope. I never shied away from a microphone, and I still don't. <laughs> 21 years of radio broadcasting and public speaking here. I'm good. But I know that that's something that normal people, <laughs> normal as in unlike myself, um, normal people are afraid of getting up in front of a crowd and speaking. So I always had a, a different fear, though, which most people don't have. The normal people don't have this fear. Um, <laughs> what is normal? But I always had a big fear of singing in front of people. You wouldn't hear me hum, okay? I would not hum in front of a gnat for the first 20 years, 28 years of my life, I think, uh, if i am got the correct year. Actually, it, it came from childhood. It's, I know the whole thing. I know I understand the whole thing. I've already unpacked it years ago, obviously. I, I fancied myself a singer when I was a child. You know, like I was going to be like Madonna or Whitney Houston, tells you how old I am. But when it came time to try out for the um, elementary school chorus or chorale or choir or whatever it was called, I knew all my dreams were about to come true. I mean, I was I was going to make it. You know, I was going to be like Whitney. Of course, my dreams did not come true. Not at all. And I'm sure it's because I, I looking back, I don't really remember too much, but I'm sure that I sang happy birthday because I knew all the words. Again, I was a little kid here. And I'm also sure that I sounded like Roseanne Barr singing the national anthem that one time like that. But I just really, okay, maybe I wasn't that bad, but I was very enthusiastic. We'll say I sang it very enthusiastically. So it didn't make the chorus or the choir, whatever you call it. And I was devastated. I mean, I was just like crying. I was a little kid. Instead of proper parenting, you know, in which you teach your child to accept defeat and disappointment, my father was incensed that I didn't make the chorus. He was angry. He was going to go to that school and he was going to give them a piece of his mind. And what happened? I'll tell you in a minute. 
What happened? Well, I, because I'm the important one in this story, I was mortified, naturally. I was sorry that I had ever brought it up. Nope, no more tears here. Let me dry these suckers up. Never mind, I'm fine. I always hated the drama that would ensue in my family over anything. So I would just dry my tears. I'd stuff the pain of life's first great disappointment and moved on. So this laid the groundwork for many horrific behaviors, which therapy helped me undo over the years. I mean, seriously, like something would happen. I would be hurt. Everyone would get angry. There would be drama. Um, You know, so I, I mean, I learned pretty quickly that like, we stuff the pain, we don't cry about it, we don't have feelings, people overreact and go insane. So, um, which is like a whole nother podcast <laughs> talking about the the patterns we pick up or I picked up as a child, um, um, which led to many things. Oh my God, but re- really, really poor choices and behaviors and stuff. But But I'm over that now. <laughs> but I like to share about it because it might help somebody else. So this is why this is the Fearless Five podcast. And yeah, much of the time it's more than just five minutes, but I like the name, Fearless Five. So I'm going to share some truly candid and embarrassing stuff like this. Like we're going to unpack some of my stuff. Why? Because it's going to help someone else. It might help you. It might help somebody you know. At least I'm interesting, you know? But the the funny thing about stuffing your stuff, <laughs> it's going to come back stronger later in life. The The funny thing about your stuff is you stuff it, but... There's no free pass out of dealing with it. Like stuffing things and not dealing with them never works out. Stuffing does not save you from it. It just delays dealing with it. So this experience happened to me probably when I was like five or six years old. Let's go fast forward to when I was 28. So this is this is when I actually start dealing with it. My uncle died when I was 28. He died four years after my mother died. Um, there's a genetic disorder that runs in my family. It's called CJD or Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease. It's genetic in my family. I have the autopsy to prove it. Um, we have, you know, we, we hadn't been friends though, my uncle and I, at the time of his death and when I was 28 years old. But the way I dealt with the grief over his death was to sing. Oh, Jesus, I started singing. I found a vocal coach where I lived at the time, which was Phoenix, Arizona. And and I saw my vocal coach once a week. I was going to learn to use my damn voice and sing. Like to me, it was getting over some stunted growth. Like most people sing. And I know this because I was one of the people that didn't sing. Like I was afraid to ever utter a musical sound out of my mouth in front of other human beings my whole life. Like it was a crippling fear and I had to get over it. And I I don't really remember why at the time my uncle's death was the catalyst (laughs) to it. Um, Maybe it was my throat chakra because, you know, something needed to be cut loose there. And, And so I did it, you know, and maybe it was the right place in time because also at the time I, right before my uncle died, six months before my uncle died, I had been in a crappy relationship with this guy and I had gotten rid of him and I had my own place. So I actually had a safe place to sing at home, safe for me because nobody was there but me and my cat. Um, I didn't live with anybody. I didn't have any roommates. I didn't have that, you know, horrible judgmental boyfriend anymore. I had a safe place to sing at home without judgment. And when I saw my vocal coach, it was alone. Like there was nobody but me and her and she's great. And I'd, I'd sing in the second bedroom shower because that second bedroom shower, it shared no walls 
with my neighbors. So nobody could hear me practice. Like even the thought that a neighbor might have heard me through the wall practicing my singing back then shut me up, man, locked me down. So, you know, living alone, having that shower that shared no walls, it was literally in the middle of my apartment. <laughs> it had a great acoustics too, but that gave me a safe place. Um, and, of, and of course, my vocal coach was very beautiful in every way. And she was very nurturing and, and she was never negative. She was never judgmental. And I've often, as an adult, <laughs> dealt with some of my inner child scars like this. <clears throat> like there's many of them. I had to face the fear of singing at some point in my life. And it stemmed from that bizarre childhood incident that was like, it was way bigger and more stupid than it needed to be. You know, now that I'm talking to you about it, but, um, you know, maybe it's a dumb thing that has meaning only to me, but it was, it was still something that I had to work on in my lifetime. So many lessons that we have to learn, right? So many things to unpack and deal with. So, this month, the download on my Patreon page is actually about this. Not so much the singing, but it's about healing an inner child issue. It's about helping your inner child be safe and be okay. Patrons get the download every month. There's always a different one, and it's exclusive on my Patreon. It's not the the downloads that I put on my Patreon are not the same as the downloads that I offer at destinyarchitecture.com. So you can get the inner, inner child download right now at patreon.com slash destiny architecture. And if you know, if you have an inner child issue that you want to get a handle on, check it out. You know, we all have these issues, but we do have to face our fears and do the work to get through them. And yeah, the Fearless Five podcast from time to time is going to talk about some of the ugly and embarrassing and inconvenient things. Like, <laughs> it's not all epsom salt baths and sheet masks for your face folks (laughs) being fearless and taking care of yourself on every level sometimes means doing the shitty work and yeah sometimes you're singing in a shower and hiring a vocal coach and sometimes you're decluttering which i'll get to um and it always looks different but the work has to be done and the work is usually ugly and painful and you're probably gonna cry and hit something and break something i'm just warning you like this this is not for the faint of heart (laughs) this is for the fearless That was a little longer than five minutes, but thanks for joining me today on the Fearless Five podcast. I'm your host, Heather Larson. I am a certified transformational life coach and Reiki master. I can help you push past the fear and make your dreams come true. Read today's show notes at destinyarchitecture.com, where you can also book a private session with me and get some free downloads. My free ebook is there too. It's called Time to Align, and it will help you get your lifestyle on track. That's if you do the work. Now go have a fearless and fabulous day. You deserve it.